Welcome to another exciting episode of Feasting at the Table with Grace Tom Lawyer. Feasting at the Table is a Bible study program that seeks to apply the truth of God's word to our everyday life. It is a feast and so there's something for everyone. Get ready for a fresh, anointed and timely word from God. You're welcome once again to another episode of Feasting at the Table. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. I'm Grace Tom Lawyer and we're continuing our study today on Cornelius, the power of one. Today we are in part five. If you've just joined us, it's been a series where we've been studying the life of this man that God decided to use when he wanted to turn around the, the gospel and make it get to the Gentiles. And we've been looking at what exactly was it about this man that made him such a powerful witness that made him to be the person of choice so that we could learn from him i mean that's what we do on this program we take the lives of people in the bible ordinary people like us and begin to learn and we've been looking at acts chapter 10 that's our study text that's where we get all the information about cornelius in part one we started with a brief rundown of acts chapter one up to chapter nine and we looked briefly at some miracles peter performed in acts chapter nine we said whatever is paralyzed or whatever has even died the word of God and the power of God, if he comes into it, he can revitalize everything and bring back things back to life. We talked more also looking in that very first part. We looked at Acts chapter 10, verse 1. We looked at the man Cornelius. We looked at the fact that the Bible described where he lived. The Bible described his name. The Bible described his gender. The Bible actually also described what he does. And the Bible also tells us actually that he was a man who commanded his family. There were so many things we learned about that. God is concerned about our where we live. We don't just live anywhere. God is concerned about our gender. He knows our gender-specific problems. God also knows us by name and God is concerned about work. We see him using a man who is working. We said also that Cornelius was a man who understood authority and his life was not just a life of at work. He also had a family life and, and the Bible makes us understand that he had a good work-life balance. We moved on in chapter the second episode, the second part in part two. We began to look at Acts chapter 10 verse 2. We began to look at this man Cornelius when the Bible says he's a devout man. What does the Bible mean? We looked about at that, uh, understood the fact that his spiritual life also was reflected physically. He was not just a man of prayer. He was a man of real prayer. He was a man that had regular times of prayer. He was a man whose prayer life also showed in his physical activities. He understood and could help the poor. He was not a man who despised the people that were beneath him. No, the Bible says he was the kind of man that gave much offering to the poor. And we say, God is concerned about the way we treat people who are below us. And God is concerned about our family because we see that in the life of Canelos was able to lead his family. I think in the third deposit, we started looking again at the issue of prayer. We looked at how come Canelos had that kind of prayer life that he that we, we looked at his prayer life and looked at the fact that it's important for us to have a regular prayer life. We also saw that the prayer life of Canelos was one where he was alert, was one where he could talk and be spoken to and that our prayer should not just be a one-way affair, but it should be a two-way communication. I think in, in um, the part four, we talked more more about developing a regular prayer life and planning for the place of prayer, being a real man of prayer. And we moved on further after talking about that, what happened in Cornelius' place of prayer, how his name was called, it was personal, and that even in the midst of confusion, even in the midst of fear, Cornelius still had a good way to relate. He was still saying, what is it, Lord? And sometimes when we are stressed up or anything like that, we find out what is really inside us. And then we said that Cornelius' prayers and gifts had been known to God. And we said, there's 
nothing we do for God that is unnoticed. God has a full record of all that we do for him. We encouraged ourselves in that. And last week, we moved into part five. We continue to look at what happened during Cornelius' point, uh, place of prayer. We see that Cornelius received his instructions and he was a man of immediate obedience. Immediately, he knew what was supposed to be done. This man sent, did the right thing. And he didn't just only do the right thing. The Bible tells us that he actually called some people. He knew the art of delegation. He was humble enough to delegate things. And he didn't just delegate. He ensured that the people were equipped to the right knowledge. He told them, he explained everything. He went over things in good detail to the people he wanted to send before sending them away. We said that Cornelius was someone who heard from the angel and that the angel did not break the principle. The angel did not share the gospel. Rather, the angel told Cornelius what to do. We say sometimes in our life, we have to send for Peter and sending for Peter sometimes might actually be taking a new course. It might bring inconvenience for us to get to the next place, the place we are praying to God to get to. It might take us doing something. It usually takes us doing something. And we see Cornelius had to do something. He had to do something in answer to his own prayer. He had to send for Peter. And child of God, I wonder what God is asking you to do. What Peter you are sending for. What the Spirit of God has been saying to you that you have to send for. And, and then sending for Peter. And then sending for Peter properly. Because Cornelius took these people. He made them sit down and he explained everything before sending them away. We say Cornelius was the kind of person that could respect, command the respect of people in his home. He did not just send them away. He sent a devout soldier that lived with him and two members of his household. We said that Cornelius, this man who harnessed the power of one, was a man who had the right company. He had godly company. He had people he could speak to who were could share his vision, who were godly with him and said it's important for us to have right company and not just right fiscal company, especially this time. The company we keep virtually should be the right one. Should strengthen us in the place of what God has asked us to do. And so today we're going to go further in our deposits. We are looking more in this verse that we've been studying. So today I'm just going to look at the verse um, where we stopped. We stopped in Acts chapter 10 verse 8 last time. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. And so he did send them to Joppa. I want to believe that Cornelius was not the kind, was, was the kind of man that didn't just send people away to Joppa. He made preparations for them because Joppa was going to, it was going to take, Joppa was about 30 miles, 30 miles I believe from where they were, 30 35 miles and it was going to make them take almost like a whole day's journey. So I believe strongly that Cornelius must have made provisions for these people to go. He must have made enough supplies for them to go. And so we're going to go to verse 9. So it says about noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the roof to pray and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven open and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, get up Peter, kill and eat. And verse 14, surely not Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. Verse 15, the voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times and immediately the sheep was taken back to heaven. Uh, and yes, I'm, I'm going to stop there for the meantime. So that's, that's the background of the story. That's the background of where we were today. These people are on their way to go and meet Peter and God is dealing with Peter. So we see that that's a pattern in scripture that God does not just send one person and God does not just talk to one person alone, you know, just give one person the details. One person can't hear for both of us. If God is saying to you, you have to do something with grace, guess what? God is also say, saying to grace, to grace, you have to do something with this other person. It should be a two-way thing. God does not just speak to one and leave the other away. So we, we should have that in mind when we deal with people because sometimes some people try to manipulate us saying that they have heard from God while we have not heard from God concerning what God is asking for us to do. And so we see that God orchestrates 
orchestrates events. He prepares Peter, and Peter is praying. He's in the place of prayer. The Bible says something interestingly that as they were preparing, you know, as they were preparing these things, Peter became hungry. And while he was hungry, you know, he went up in the roof to pray. And it's interesting to know that Peter still had people who waited upon him. He still had people who could serve him. A great apostle Peter, the Bible says that he was hungry. The Bible was able to identify his human feelings. And sometimes we need to be ready. We need to be able to identify. We need to be able to be vulnerable to say, yes, I'm hungry. Yes, th this is not right with me. Because it gives people our humanity. It shows to people that, listen, there's something, there's someone that we are trusting that is above us. So we see here, he's there, he's gone up to pray. And it's interesting the way the Bible makes use of where he was, at the point where he was, at the point where he was, he was hungry. And God met him at that point with that kind of vision. The Bible says concerning him that it was about the sixth hour, I believe, that he went as the men, just as the men were near in Joppa about noon the next day peter went up to the flat roof in simon the tanner's house he planned to pray i love that i'm reading from several translations now the bible says that he planned to pray there was a plan for prayer we say that prayer is something that is going to happen usually when there's a plan and that plan could involve switching off our mobile phones it could involve keeping our phones on silent so that we are not distracted peter planned to pray and so he went up to a place to begin to pray um, the other translation another translation here says they they went the next day as they were coming out of the city about midday peter went up up on the roof of the house talked with god and i love that he went on the roof of the house to talk with god he went up to pray about the sixth hour so there was a time there was a place there was a place that was secluded up rooftop that peter was alone there and i believe that that's because peter had seen jesus pray peter had seen that there are several times where jesus left very early in the morning to go and pray it doesn't matter the time as long as he was alone peter is doing what we saw Cornelius do some time ago in the other parts of this chapter he was a man the bible tells us one of the translations we read that Cornelius was a man of real prayer and so we see apostle paul here oblivious of what was happening in Caesarea. he didn't know Cornelius, but in the place of prayer we see that god began to speak to him and i tell you child of god that in the place of revelation can come in the place of prayer god can begin to show us things about noon there was a certain time to this time of prayer and then peter went up to this roof to pray by himself in this secluded place and then this vision came to him when this vision came the bible says that peter and he had the voice the voice said oh peter rise up and the bible says the sheet fell down from heaven the heavens opened and the sheet fell down and then he had this um vision saying hey peter rise up and eat it's interesting that um peter did not just start to eat at all he, he had his own mind on what to do because he was already dogmatic as it were he already had the things that he had told himself i will do this i will do that i will do this and he said no lord i know sometimes child of god we've not taken that step that god is expecting us to take because we want it to be in that box we've always wanted it to be and sometimes god wants to break the box sometimes god wants to change our focus god wants to change the things that we are doing why so that we can come into the new things we can come into the things that he wants us to have it was a vision it was an open vision some people said that it was a it was a trance i think i'll read from the new living translation it says and he became very hungry and wished to eat and they were making ready and why they were making ready upon it fell upon him a trance i think that's the why translation but he became so hungry and while the food was being prepared peter had a vision of own a vision that lasted his 
his present hunger with what was about to happen. Hallelujah. He fell into a trance and he had a vision. So God used his a visionary experience for him. And when he saw that trance, guess what? The, the commandment came and it said that, listen, Peter, eat and drink. I, I want us not to take notice or I want us to make sure we're taking notice of what the Bible says. That The Bible says that and the heavens were opened and then this sheet came from heaven. And I want us to remember that all the times in the Bible where the heavens were opened, things happened. In Ezekiel chapter 1 verse 1, the Bible says that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. In Matthew chapter 3 verse 16, the Bible says there that as soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water and suddenly the heavens were opened and he said he saw the Spirit of God descending. In John chapter 1 verse 51, the Bible says the heavens opened and the angels of God were ascending and descending. And so several times in the Bible where we see the heavens open, things really did happen. And we see that there's no difference here in the life of in the life of Peter. The heavens opened and then something came from heaven. The heavens opened and speak to him. The heavens opened. God and God brought a sheet of things at heat. And sometimes it's a physical thing to show us the spiritual things. God uses it to show us some of the things that we are lacking in in our spiritual lives. God used these sheets that contain several kinds of animals, all kinds of animals. And I tell you, that means to me that there's a place for everyone. The Bible says that there were creeping things, there were flying things, there were just all sorts. And when Peter saw all sorts, Peter did not want to take, you know, see, the Bible says, arise, Peter, kill and eat. If there were unclean things and clean things, this commandment was, was specific to him. His name was actually called. He should have just started with the clean things and then get to that place. Because sometimes we don't want to start with something because we want to understand all the details. Oh, what are those unclean animals doing there? I'm not going to touch it at all. But there were clean animals there. There were some things that Peter could do. There are some things he was comfortable with, but he was looking at the big picture and he didn't want to do anything. And child of God, I wonder if some of the things that God has been asking you to do, you have not done them because you're seen clean and unclean. And the commandment is saying, my child, get up, kill and eat. What is God saying at the present moment? Because sometimes we are working on yesterday's instruction because that's what's happening to Peter here. He's not listening. He's working on the instruction, the book of Moses saying, thou shall not eat among the clean. We know there should be clean and unclean animals. Don't ever eat this. He was working on old instructions. Imagine if Abraham walked on the old instruction of God, sacrifice your son. But because he heard, by the time he got to the place to sacrifice Isaac, that, that instruction is over. This is what God is saying now. He was able to do it and it did not kill Isaac. Child of God, are you working on an old instruction? Are you working on an old instruction? Are you working on something that God has been done and dusted with and God is giving you the new? Are you still working with what God is asking you to do? Are you doing something else? Hallelujah. And so we see Peter here. He doesn't do that. And the instruction comes. The sheet falls down three times. Peter does not do anything about it. He doesn't kill or he doesn't eat any one of it. And then the sheet went away. The sheet went away. And the Bible says that Peter began to think. You know, Peter was wondering what exactly could this mean? I mean, he heard his voice, he saw a sheet, he saw, you know, up and down animals, unclean animals. But he said, no, Lord. And sometimes, child of God, I wonder if we're saying to God, no, Lord. God is saying this to us and we're saying, no, Lord, Father, no, 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 Lord. You know, we're still saying, Lord, but we're not still agreeing to do what God wants us to do. As we see here in the case of Apostle Peter, he was saying, no, Lord. And then the Bible says that while he was thinking about these things, guess what? While he was thinking about it, he heard the Spirit of God. As he began to think, what exactly does this mean? He heard the Spirit of God say to him, whisper to him. He said, listen, Peter, there are 
three men, they are three men, very specific, looking for you downstairs. I have sent them. Do not ask them anything. Go with them. Go with them. I love the word of God because it shows us again that if God is trying to communicate something to us via a vision, via a dream, guess what? He's not a God of confusion. He's not a God that will tell us something and then we'll be more confused than before. No, no, no. This was really specific. Before this man came, God prepared Peter already. Before this man came, God had begun to speak to Peter because he knew probably that Peter was not going to listen to these people. So God had to intervene. God knows how to go about his business. God had to intervene. God had to speak to Peter. And he did speak to Peter. He did say to him, listen, there are men downstairs who are looking for you. And I, I love, I love, 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 love what happened when Peter heard that because he got up and went downstairs to see if all that the Spirit had said was true. I'm just going to look for us to read some certain things here again from another translation. Let's look at, let's turn our Bibles again to Acts chapter 10. We're looking at from verse 18. The Bible says here that as Peter puzzled there, as Peter puzzled there, lying and waiting, thinking about what it all meant, the men sent by Cornelius showed up at Simon's front door. They called out, asking if there was a Simon, also called Peter, staying there. Peter, lost in thought, didn't hear them. So the spirit said to him, the spirit whispered to him, these three men are knocking on the door looking, for, go down with them and go get down there and go with them. Any questions I have sent? This is verse 18 of Acts chapter 10. As Peter puzzled, lying there and trying to figure out what it all meant, the men sent by Cornelius showed up out on Simon's front their door. They called out, asking if there was a Simon also called Peter staying there. Peter lost in thought, didn't hear them so the spirit whispered to him three men are knocking on the door looking for you get down there and go with them don't ask any questions for i have sent them translation says the tpt translator was in deep talk trying to interpret the vision the spirit go downstairs for these men are for three men are looking for you don't hesitate go with them because i have seen them hallelujah i'll just read that again the voice nation says that peter's mind raising about the vision when the voice of the Holy is churning thoughts the Holy Spirit said there are three men who are searching for you both I have said them get up and go with them don't hesitate you TPT goes on further Peter went downstairs to the men and said I believe I am the one you are what you hear the ERA went downstairs and said to the men I think I'm the one you why did you why are you here what is the reason for which you have come that's interesting I love the fact that Peter still went downstairs even though God had spoken to him he still said to the men listen I'm the one I believe you are the, I'm the one that you're looking for why are you here the fact that we've heard from god does not mean we should leave some things out it does not mean that we should um not do anything anymore because sometimes we just think that hearing from god or hearing that god is in this matter means we're not doing anything no child of god you know one of the things we said at the very beginning and one of the things we say over in this program is the fact that the bible is a book of excuse me the bible is a book of patterns principles and promises and we see here a pattern we see here some principles that even though peter had heard clearly from god he still asked these people he says there to them why are you here i believe you're the one you know i believe i'm the one that you're looking for but he did ask questions and it's important for us to ask the right questions it's important for all of us even though we're told certain things by 
for someone said that listen, a marriage may be made in heaven, but it has to be maintained here on earth. The Holy Spirit whispered to Peter why Peter was thinking about God. Sometimes tired of God to hear anything from God if we are not meditating on his word. Because I tell you, it is at the place of meditation. Oh, I'm thinking, oh, what does the Bible really mean by this? When we're ruminating and ruminating, and then we can start getting some light from the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God begins to speak. The Bible says that Peter was wondering about the vision. He didn't just get up and say, oh, well, I don't even know what that was. I was definitely not going to eat any unclean thing. The devil is a liar and all of that. No, the Bible says that while he was pondering, while he was still thinking, what could that have been? Guess what happened? The Bible says that the Spirit came and the Spirit whispered to him and said to him directly that, listen, there are three men downstairs waiting for you because Peter was lost in thought. He didn't hear. I mean, he was on the rooftop. So how will he know that some people are talking? And I don't know if you noticed that the Bible says that these men called out. They were Gentiles. In those days, the Gentiles could not just enter like that into the house of a Jew. And they all called out from where they were to say, please, we are looking for a Simon. Does he live here? And then maybe Peter went there and he asked the right questions. Guess what this man said? This man actually identified themselves and began to tell him why he came there. Let's just look at what he says there. Translation. Following the, I'm going to read it from the Bible here. So let's just turn there. The Bible says here, um, Peter has come to meet them. So we've read chapter, we've read verse 18. And I believe that we've also read verse 19. And the Bible says here that, so Peter went down, verse, this is verse 21 of Acts chapter 10. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? Verse 22, the men replied, we have come from Cornelius the centurion. He's a righteous man. Uh, he's a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come up to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into his house to be his guest. I love that. You know, one of the things I love here is that these men are Cornelius, house of Cornelius. Cornelius is not there. There's no CCTV. There's no video recorder. There's no, there's none of our social media glance for them to know that, oh, whatever they say, Cornelius is going to hear. But in the place of great in the place of secrecy, this man could still vouch for their leader. This man could still say, listen, our leader, Cornelius, guess what? This is a man that is fully respected. This is a man that fears God. I tell you that the testimony of this man about Cornelius, it tallies with what we are told at the very beginning in Acts chapter 10 about Cornelius. At the very beginning in Acts chapter 10, we are, we are told that, oh, this was a devout man. This was a man of prayer. This was a man who loved God, who feared God with his whole household. And we see that his soldiers here, they've gone off to meet some people. They are meeting strangers for the first time. And guess what they have to say? They have something good to say about Cornelius. I tell you, it tells me that Cornelius has a good working relationship at home and even in the workplace because one of his own soldiers, one of the people as it were, who worked at home with him and who also worked in the office with him could come up. Why? I mean, they didn't have to be paid. They, nobody was going to pay them. And they could say concerning Cornelius that, listen, this is a devout man. That, listen, this is a man that has got a good reputation. This is a man that people fear and people people respect this man because he's a good man. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to have to read this from several translations so we could understand the gravity of the words that these people have said concerning their master Cornelius. So let's take this at this moment. I think we're going to start from, um, let's look at the flight classic. It says, and they said, Cornelius is centurion captain who is just and upright and in right standing with God, being God-fearing and obedient and well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation has been instructed by 
holy angel to send for you to come to his house and he has received in answer to the to prayer a warning to listen to and act upon what you have to say i love that i just love that i think i'm going to read again another translation i'm going to read from is the message translation because i like the way okay let's look at the feelings before the message it says they replied cornelius the centurion a good living and god-fearing man whose character can be vouched up for by the whole jewish people and commanded by it was commanded by a holy angel to send for you to come to his house and to listen to your message to send for you come to his house and to listen for your message and then the next um we're looking at message now he says they said captain cornelius a god-fearing man well known for his fair play acts energy in this part of the country was commanded by a holy angel to get you and bring you to his house so he could hear what you had to say Hallelujah. To get you and bring you to his house so you could hear, he could hear what you have to say. I love the fact that when these people came, they identified their master. They made it clear to Peter that they had not come on their own, but that they had been sent by someone. They were not the ones that saw the angel, but they were able to explain to Peter these things that were seen by Cornelius. And they had a good testimony testimony about Cornelius. Child of God, one of the things I, I love when I read in different translations, the fact that they said, listen, he's a man of fair play. He's an obedient man. He's a God-fearing man. You could ask around for him. I'm not talking, child of God, about us being perfect at all times. I'm talking about having that attitude where people can see that indeed we are God-fearing, where people can see that, you know, even when we make mistakes, we are quick to admit them. We're not covering up our mistakes. We're not acting as if we never make mistakes. When we make mistakes, we learn from them. We give that open-door policy. The Bible says that he's a man of fair play, a righteous man, a devout man. I tell you, they were not under any obligation to give all of these characteristics of, for Cornelius, but they did give it because it was true. This is a man who harnessed the power of one. When he wasn't even there, guess what? His soldiers, his household people could speak well of him. And they're not just talking. They said, listen, the testimony of Cornelius is not just a local testimony. It's not just in his house. People are not just afraid of him in his house or anything like that. No, every Jew around here knows that this is how this man is. He's a devout man. He's a man that fears God. And they spoke and then they actually gave, said to Peter what had happened in Cornelius's vision. And we said that Cornelius was able to send these men to delegate them. He delegated something for them to do and he gave them the right equipment. And that's what we're saying. When we ask people to do things, do we give them enough information for them to be able to carry out those things well? Because if he hadn't explained what had happened to these people, if he had just told them, oh yeah, go and get Peter. Guess what? They come and call Peter. And when Peter will ask them the question, why are you here? They will not be able to answer. It will just be a case of we are here because our master said we should be here. And sometimes as parents, we do those kind of things when our children try to ask, oh, why are we doing this? Oh, you are doing it because I said so. But we need to move beyond because I said so. We need to move to be able to explain. It takes an amount of humility to be able to do that but just see the power of what it means to explain properly to people to take out time when we're reading and studying this bible says that cornelius went over it in great detail he went over the vision with these people in great detail before sending them off and we see this we see the life of people who have been sent off properly we see the life of people who have not just been told go and do what i say you should do they have been told the why and because they understood the why they were able to communicate the vision hallelujah 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe that we have run out of time. Yes, yes, yes. I think that is so. And it is time for us to end here. But what a wonderful study we have had tonight. Just looking at the life of Cornelius. Further on, moving up, looking at the next part of the story where we see Apostle Peter. We see that God has prepared Peter. God is preparing Peter. And we say that God prepares us to the places he wants to move us to move into. And it's just for us to cooperate with the Spirit of God. We should not remain in that box of the old instructions of don't eat the um, unclean things. No, no. God was doing a new thing. Child of God, God is doing a new thing. Make sure that you're following the new thing that God is doing. And as you come to the place of prayer, expect to hear from him. Sometimes what you hear from him is what you read in the Bible later. Sometimes it could be a song, but expect to hear from him because he's your father and he wants to speak to you. And expect that the kind of life we live are, is the kind that should affect the people around us, around our neighborhood in such a way that one day they'll be able to say indeed, these are the children of like because remember the bible says that we are the salt so salt salt is not seen but we can get the effect of salt and then we are the light of the world hallelujah father we thank you we thank you for the life of cornelius we thank you for the things that you're teaching us in the life of cornelius thank you for even this sin in the life of peter the prayer life of peter thank you father because we see that indeed you want to lead us help us to follow you line by line precepts or some precepts as you're showing us new things help us to go ahead help us to push ourselves ahead father and help us to be obedient help us not to say no lord help us that our no will not i will not be saying no when you are the lord that when you speak our answer will be yes lord and we'll be quick to obey we'll be quick to obey father we cut all voices oh god that speaking contrary to what you're saying we choose to follow what you say and we receive grace today to follow it so that our lives will be a life that we harness the power of one to affect our world and our generation in the name of jesus Jesus, we pray. Amen. So till we see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We hope you have been blessed by the word of God today. We look forward to seeing you again next time on Feasting at the Table.